Welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Jason and Cody. Hi, welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. This is episode two. My name is Jason, and I'm here once again with Cody. How's it going, Cody? Pretty good, Jason. How are you doing? I am doing great. How was your two weeks since we recorded last? Uh, It's been good. It's been a a good two weeks. I'm excited to kind of get the ball rolling again. All right. I guess I should kind of explain why it's been two weeks. We actually recorded last week. It was about... It was a good recording. I thought about an hour long and uh, I went to edit it and the audio was no good and I don't know why. So I just threw it away. So here we are. So we're, we're hoping this week and this recording, these audio files will be better. Yeah. Cause that'll, that'll suck if it's two weeks in a row. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So we'll get uh, started with some news. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, this new Mickey celebration coming to the Disneyland Resort called Pop-Up Disney, a Mickey celebration. And a couple months ago when I was at Disneyland, we had walked by ESPN Zone, and I was wondering what they were going to do with that building. And now I know. Uh, The exhibit, if you want to call it that, I think that's what they call it, a limited time exhibit, is going to actually be in that building. Uh, I'll read you a little here from their from the release that I found it's a limited time exhibit exhibit exhibition will feature several different imaginatively themed rooms with vivid displays inspired by all things Mickey mouse. Every room will feature a selfie worthy surprise and provide plenty of fun and fabulous photo ops for all your family and friends. Now it will be from what I'm reading a separately ticketed exhibit. So it will cost a little, a little extra to do it. Uh, no announcement on when the tickets go on sale. They just say tickets will go on sale soon. So whatever official Disney um, website you follow, uh, keep your eye out for those details. Does that sound like something you'd want to go to? I'm interested in it. To me, it sounds like a kind of like a walkthrough selfie attraction. Uh, you walk through, they've got these, these props, kind of these, these sets kind of configured and you kind of position yourself in them, on them, however the particular set may be set up for you, and you take a picture, whether it's you kind of have to do it all on your own. I imagine, though, if it's a paid-for, you know, separate ticketed event, I imagine they'd have cast members, like photo cast members there to to take pictures of you. Yeah, it doesn't say in the article, but I'm sure there would have to be somebody there taking your picture and then uh, show up on your on your on your Disney app shortly after that. So yeah, that's I mean that would make the most sense to me. I mean it sounds interesting. I I was actually going to ask you the same thing. Do you think if you were there while it was running, is it something that you would spend your money on for you and your family to get to I, get photos? 
It depends how much it is. Cause if I'm going with my whole family, that's a lot of us. So, right. Uh, um, maybe just the ones who wanted to go. Yeah. Do you, I mean, yeah. do you think the, it's, do you think the sets are going to be worthwhile? I don't know. The one they show looks kind of cartoonish if that's uh-huh. a word. Um, but yeah, I'd probably check it out. If it's, if it's a limited time thing here, you know, it's not coming back. So at least you could say you did, you did it. Right. I mean, it is an interesting use of the ESPN building. I had heard a while ago a rumor that they were going to put another sports bar in there, bar and grill. And now that this official announcement has come out with their them putting this exhibition in, I'm curious how much truth there is to that other rumor I heard. Well, it, it is limited time, so I'm I'm sure there could still be plans for another business in that building. I don't know. I, I haven't really heard what they're going to do with it. So they need to do something and it looks like they're trying. So, yeah. So also in news this week, we got a tweet from JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams is the director of star Wars episode nine. He was also the director of star Wars episode seven. So this week, J.J. Abrams has announced that filming for principal photography for Star Wars Episode Nine has officially been completed. To celebrate the occasion, Abrams posted a photo of Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, excuse me, and Oscar Isaac sharing an emotional moment during the last day of filming. J.J. Abrams' tweet says, quote, It feels impossible, but today wrapped photography on Episode Nine. There is no adequate way to thank this truly magical crew and cast. I'm forever indebted to you all. End quote. So, I mean, obviously they still have more work to do on it. A lot of editing and post-production type of stuff, but it's for what it seems like from that tweet that they're, they're done filming. Yeah, that's probably what it comes out in December. So that gives them quite a bit of time, I think to finish it up. And then we should start hopefully soon seeing some, some trailers and other things released possible name. Yeah, I I would speculate that bef- May at the latest, maybe maybe May. So for cuz they they always do like the Star Wars Day celebration when I think that's in May, isn't it? I think it has been in the past, yeah. Yeah, um and they they've been doing it in Florida and I I think this year might even be Chicago. Um and they've done it in California before, and they make a lot of big announcements at these things. It's almost like the the D23 for Star Wars. And I wouldn't be surprised with the, the Star Wars, you know, celebration that we either get a name drop or we get our first teaser trailer if we haven't gotten the name drop already. I don't think they do them both at the same event type of thing. Um, typically, the name drop has just kind of been like a like a social media thing, like a tweet or something like that with a name drop and potentially a poster. Um, and then I think in May, I think May would be the earliest we would see a trailer for episode nine. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it comes soon. I know there's a lot of star Wars fans out there that want to see it. I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. I've, I've enjoyed this latest trilogy so far. Well, all right. Well, if 
you are interested in the Disneyland After Dark events, they announced a new Disneyland After Dark Heroes Assemble. It's going to start, or the first one's going to be April 30th. It's going to be two days long, April 30th and May 1st from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. each night. I know they just recently had the uh, the Valentine's one in the beginning of February. This one is another uh, extra ticketed event, so it will cost you money. Uh, tickets go on sale for annual resort pass holders in two days on the 19th. So that's what Tuesday. Um, I believe so. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, it'll probably be Monday. So they'll be going on sale tomorrow. And then for the general public, February 21st. And some of the things you'll get to do there, uh, they've got down epic entertainment, including a rockin' dance party and heroic show moments, encounters with admired superheroes, park-wide scavenger hunt to find hidden artifacts, uh, immerse photo opportunities, as well as themed food, beverage, merchandise, uh, and fun surprises to celebrate 80 years of comic art. And then you'll get unlimited digital downloads of your Disney photo pass photos. Now I know somebody that recently went to the Valentine's one and they said they had a good time, but it seemed like they were standing in line the whole time just to get pictures taken. So they said, basically we paid, uh, whatever it was, a hundred and something dollars to stand, to stand in line and take pictures. But it would still be, if, if it was going on when I was there, it'd be something I would do. Uh, you get the park to yourself basically from nine to one, they'll have rides open. And actually this one's going to take place at Disney California adventure. So, uh, I know the other two, I believe are at Disneyland. So this will take place across the way. So it, it would be, some, I've never done something like that. And I think, I think it would be cool. It does make more sense that they're doing this one over at DCA because DCA now has more of the superhero stance, if you will. Yeah. They kind of moved all the superheroes over to DCA rather than sharing Tomorrowland with Star Wars until Galaxy's Edge opens. And especially with Marvel Land um, and whatever they're officially going to call it yeah. opening in the next couple of years that they've just started construction on, or at least demolition of. Yeah. It should be, it should be 2020. I think. I think so. So that's just around the corner. I mean, with all this rain they've been getting, who knows? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it would, I think it would be interesting. Um, I mean, I agree with that person um, that, you know, that went that, it, you know, it would be a lot of standing around in, in lines for pictures, but I mean, you're there during the day and, and you know, you're paying a hundred dollars to, to stand in all kinds of lines, that's for food for rides, that's for, true for the restroom. You know, it, it's what you do when you go there. And sometimes it is frustrating. Um, but you know, it's kind of, you kind of have to expect it. Right. Right. All right. So this week, Earlier in the week, we also got a teaser trailer for Frozen 2. It was released on the social medias this week. And I know for me, it kind of caught me by surprise. I was not expecting a teaser trailer this this early. Um, I did do a little bit of research. And the teaser trailer for Lion King, which came out on Thanksgiving in November... Um, during one of the football games on Thanksgiving. That was nine months in advance uh, because Lion King comes out in July. Now, Frozen, the first teaser trailer for Frozen 2 came out this month 
in February. In nine months, it will be November, which is when this movie is going to hit theaters. So, so I thought it was originally super early, but clearly they've done it before. Yeah, nine months sounds about right. Yeah. So it is interesting, however, though, that they released um, a big trailer at the Grammys last Sunday with Aladdin. And it seemed like a lot of people didn't like the trailer for Aladdin, lo- uh, more specifically Will Smith's genie. A lot of people did not like the genie. Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised. I don't. I guess people don't like the fact that he's blue, and I don't really know what they were expecting because genie is blue. Well, I don't know when they when they first announced the movie. I heard a bunch of people complain that he wasn't going to be blue or they, they would be mad if he wasn't blue. And now that he's blue, they're upset. I don't know if it's because he's blue or because of the way the CGI looked. I mean, they had about a four to five second look at the genie toward the end of the trailer. So I mean, I like, yeah. I like Will Smith. I like Aladdin. Uh, I'm going to be there to watch it. So I'm, I'm curious if, if it was in there, if, if, if it was in Disney's plan all along to release this, first teaser trailer for frozen Two, this close to when they really gave us our first look at Aladdin yeah, maybe they, other than the first teaser. Maybe they did it so that people would forget about it for a little while. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, if it, it feels like they were getting a lot of backlash for the Aladdin trailer and I think they just wanted everyone to kind of move on. Yeah. And so they gave them something that makes them a lot of money and has made them a lot of money ever since it came out. They gave them frozen. Yeah, yeah, I and they and they said to everyone talking about Aladdin, let it go, let it go. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, I about Aladdin. I mean, I'm. It's, uh, it is what it is. I mean, people people are going to complain no matter what. So uh, wait till the movie comes out. Spend your eight to twenty eight dollars wherever wherever you are in the country, and you're going to watch it. Uh, and then and then come up with your opinion. But back to Frozen. Frozen two, uh, and I didn't, I didn't really know they kept track of a lot of this stuff, but uh, it it is or it did come in as the the number one animated viewed trailer um, on I guess on social media on the internet. Um, there was a hundred and sixteen point four million views in its first twenty four hours, so it broke. Wow! It broke the previous record holder, which was a hundred and thirteen point six million for Incredibles two. Now that's just for animated uh if you i did a little research and pulled up the top trailers of all time and frozen 2 actually came in at number 11 which is kind of far down there uh number one was the avengers endgame official trailer which view which had 289 million views in the first 24 hours that is crazy that's a lot of views i wonder i wonder how they go about calculating that because they did release that during the Super Bowl. Right. So I wonder if they took the Super Bowl's um, ratings or how many people watching. were watching it at that time. Yeah. At least how many people were tuned into that channel or if it's just off of how many people went and looked at it after it was initially aired on TV. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I know probably every person that was watching on the Super Bowl, as soon as they saw it, they probably ran and then pulled up YouTube and checked it again, especially if they were. Uh, off uh 
you know, getting snacks or something. Cause a lot of, a lot of, yeah. a lot of the commercials weren't really all that great anyway. So. Well, and it, it was before kickoff and it kind of took me by oh, surprise. That's true. It was half, halfway through the commercial before I realized right. what it was. Cause I wasn't, wasn't paying attention. I wasn't expecting it to be in that time slot. All right. So in a little bit of sad news, the last week and a half, we've lost two people important to the Disney. We'll call it the Disney empire. Uh, first Ron Miller, he passed away on February 9th in Napa, California. And if you don't know who Ron Miller is, he was Walt Disney's son-in-law. He married Diane Disney, uh, played a little bit of football, went on to serve in the army, uh, and then came back and played some uh, NFL football, eventually became the CEO of the Disney company. And a few of the things that I jotted down that he was re- responsible for was a uh, Walt Disney home video touched on pictures and the Disney channel. Um, I know he was uh, involved in a lot of projects, um, eventually retiring, buying a vineyard where he, um, lived with his wife before she died. He was on the board of directors for the Walt Disney family museum and eventually became the president in 2013. So definitely sad news there. And then a couple days ago, Dave Smith passed away uh, February 15th. He was 78 years old. And for those of you who don't know who Dave Smith is, he was the founder of the Walt Disney archives. He was hired in 1970 and uh, started the process of basically archiving everything um, historical with the Disney company. He came in, nobody had touched Walt's office from the time that he died. And he, he took over the task of, you know, uh, inventorying everything, making sure it was taken care of. And he was, uh, one of the big, uh, big reasons how they were able to open up the office later, uh, a couple years ago, I think where you could actually go take, take tours of it. And it was exactly like Disney left it. So, um, he's written tons of books. I know I own most of them. Um, I mean, the, the, the knowledge that he has along with Ron Miller, um, luckily for us, he, you know, uh, Dave was able to put it down into those books. Like I talked about the, uh, the, the official Disney encyclopedia, it's, uh, called Disney A to Z. Uh, he wrote books about trivia uh, the ones that I have off the top of my head, Disney trivia from the vault and then the ultimate Disney trivia books, one, two, three, and four. So a wealth of information. Um, and they are now gone. So that is sad indeed. Yeah, I know Dave, Dave was already a Disney legend, uh, in October of 2007. He was Ron Miller is not, but I can guarantee you, uh, he will be in the near future. So, all right. So enough of the sad stuff. Let's, uh, let's move into what I wanted to talk about today. And that is, uh, I'm going to start with a Disney quote and then we'll go into, uh, what that means. And Walt Disney once said, Disneyland will never be completed. It will continue to grow as long as there is imagine imagination left in the world. So I thought, what would be some things that I would change about Disney? And after looking at my list, I noticed that a lot of these things probably would be changes to go back to some of the ways they were originally. So maybe, maybe Disney's quote isn't all that great for this uh, segment, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that as I was reading it. I was like, you know, a lot of the stuff I have 
isn't really moving into the future. It's kind of going into the past, but that's okay. It's my show. So I'll talk about it if I want to. <laughs> you're just, you're, you're being a historian right now. There, is there you what go. You're, doing. You're, you're stepping into Dave Smith's shoes. There you go. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the old stuff, but these are some things that we thought that, Hey, if, if we had a little bit of power, uh, what, what would we change? Or in my case, change back. Um, and then obviously improve it a little bit, but uh, so I will start, we're going to go, we each have five. You have five, right, Cody? I do have five. All right. We're going to start with uh, our number five and then work our way down to our, to our number one. And the first thing that I thought I would change is, and uh, Cody knew this one cause I texted him about it, but I wasn't going to tell him that I was actually to use it. Uh, I would actually bring back the country bear jamboree um, over in, uh, it was critter country. Is that what it's called still? Yes, it is yeah. critter country. Critter, critter country. All right. Yeah. The country bear jamboree, uh, Winnie the Pooh took its place back years ago. When was that? Let me see. I know I had it written out somewhere. Uh, it was replaced by Winnie the Pooh, but, uh, country bear closed September 9th, 2001. So it has been quite some time since it's been gone, but I miss that show. I still, I have a Disney CD. Well, it's not really CD. It's on my it's on my iTunes, but uh, and and it has the the uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? You can listen to the show, and they have a Christmas one. Um, so that would be my number five. I would I would rip Winnie the Pooh out of there, even though that might upset a lot of people. It's it's it is a cute ride. I mean, my kids when they were little enjoyed it, um, but I miss I miss those bears. So and I mean, hey, th- their heads are still there. Their heads are still there, but it's not the same. They don't sing. So so I would go back in time and I would bring back the Country Bear Jamboree as my number five. Okay. And and what is it that that you like so much about that show that that you just wanted to come back so much? It was just a nice I mean, it was relaxing. It was it was fun. Uh maybe a little uh nostalgic for me, which is probably you'll notice a theme of my list. <laughs> um, but just, it was, and at the time when I was younger, I probably didn't appreciate it as much as I would now. Um, cause it was taking me away from all the fun rides, but it just some, something about the nostalgia about it. And it was a, it, it was a fun show. I mean, they were funny. Um, so maybe I need to, uh, head out to the magic kingdom cause they, they still have that show out there. Don't they? They do. They do. Yeah. When I was there last, last January, not, not last month, but a, a, a year ago last month, they, they still had it. And I haven't heard that they've gotten rid of it since I was there, but I, I didn't get to go on it when I was there. Um, just over a year ago. Um, just didn't, didn't have the time. There's right. so much to do and so much to see and made a personal decision to bypass it because it wasn't a, it wasn't as much as a staple in my childhood. Right. You were um, how old when it closed? Like four? Well, 2001. So I would have been four. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It, I mean, I could have maybe only seen it once, you know, with the, the age that I was when I first went, you know, right, right. there around four years old anyway. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's at Tokyo too. Tokyo Disneyland, I think. Has it is version. at Tokyo. And um, I know I also did not go on it in Tokyo, but my, some of my family members when I was in Tokyo Disneyland did go on it. 
um, because uh, my stepmother is a big fan of the country bear jamboree as well. And she had just been dying to see it. So they went to it um, and it were, um, it was a bunch of Japanese hillbillies because uh, they oh, okay. were all, <laughs> they spoke Japanese right? <laughs> <laughs> um, with country accents. And so, but um, so it, it lives on in other places, but um, yeah. it would be a nice addition I think in, in that area of the park, you know, I think they could bring it back without just ripping Winnie the Pooh out of there. Like some of us might like to do. Right. Just get them out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting <laughs> fact that I didn't know before it actually opened at uh, magic kingdom before it opened at Disneyland. So it did. And it was there first. So maybe I just need to take first. a trip there. And from what I've heard, and I mean, it's, it would be hard to really, count this as as fact but from what i've heard the reason that it's survived in walt disney world and not disneyland is because there are more annual pass holders more locals that go to disneyland than disney world and the disneyland locals pass holders grew tired of it there weren't enough new people coming to the park every year compared to how many locals they were getting on a daily and a yearly basis that warranted keeping the country bear jamboree around. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, like you say, you're not sure if it's fact, but that would, I could see, you know, not a lot of people in the crowd, you know, uh, so let's get rid of it and put a ride in. So I, I understand. Yep. All right. What about you? Number five. Okay. So my number five and amongst the Disney community, this one is talked about a lot, or at least the Disney community that I listen to. I don't know. There may be other, there's clearly other opinions out there, but my number five would be to, to reimagine Tomorrowland. Okay. Um, and I think this, is, I, this has been talked about across the Disney community, I think. Um, but Tomorrowland really, um, in my opinion, needs a major overhaul. Um, Cause from what I can tell star tours is, is, not going to be there forever especially once galaxy's edge opens now there's no there hasn't been any word on it closing or you know to prepare for its closing so they could keep it around but it also doesn't make a lot of sense to me to keep uh star tours in tomorrowland with them opening galaxy's edge and where galaxy's edge that land that that they are bringing you into that planet that trading post on the edge of the outer rim of space is supposed to be canon in the star wars universe that's all supposed to be canon they're supposed to be bringing you into this world and everything you see and hear and do is all supposed to be legit in the star wars universe and so it doesn't wouldn't make sense you know to board star tours over in tomorrowland and at least currently they have the ride you know the the last clip of the ride is you arriving or docking or crash landing however they decide to do it in in galaxy's edge and it wouldn't make sense if if they kept that at least that same end scene and then to for you to land in galaxy's edge and then walk out and you're in tomorrowland and you're not in galaxy's edge okay it would just kind of mess with the flow um so there's that um space mountain i think is great um, it's one of my favorite attractions. I don't think they need to 
it would be hard to really do anything with Space Mountain at this point. You know, they put their their overlays on it, which is fine. You know, kind of keep it fresh and interesting for different times of the year. That's fine. Um, but I'm not a big fan of Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. That's that's a personal opinion of mine. Um, that kind of sounds like something the, with the new Pixar Pier area that could be over in DCA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, especially since they've got Toy Story Midway Mania right. over there. But then those rides would be very, very similar. They would be. Yeah, and, so. obvi- and, you know, Toy Story Mania, I definitely think, is like the 2.0 of Buzz Lightyear. Right. Because uh, it's got the same premise and everything, um, but it's it's 10 times better, in my opinion. And it's much easier to, to play along, to aim. I, I think the reason I don't like Astro Blasters is because you see a, a million little red laser dots everywhere and you don't know which one is yours. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, how am I supposed to aim when I see a hundred yeah. la- laser dots in every direction and I'm just supposed to know which one is mine? Yeah. Did I hit that target or did the other guy? Or... Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's too hard to, to aim, to know which one is yours. And I mean, yeah, if you've got good hand eye coordination, it's like people do really good at it. And Obviously, I don't like it, so I'm not one of those people. But I just think overall, um, and I get that tomorrow is a very hard concept to to achieve. Right. To, to, to be able to create something that is so futuristic that you're never going to catch up to it. Right. Um, and that that's kind of been an issue with Tomorrowland from the beginning, you know, because the, they had that, that attraction where – you know, the, the astronaut went to the moon. Right. Um, I don't remember the name of that, but you know, once, once we did go to the moon, the addict's attraction wasn't as exciting for people because it had been done. Yeah. I think that Tomorrowland concept of Walt Disney is very hard to achieve today because yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be responsible for coming up with those ideas, but uh, yeah, eventually your Tomorrowland will actually be, uh, you know, the land of the past because things get done. So. Right. Right. What, what is that? What is the Tomorrowland area in Disneyland Paris called? Cause it's not called Tomorrowland. It is called, you know, I was there. Uh, Isn't it called like discovery land or something? I, that's what I want to say. Uh, but let me see. I can probably look it up really fast. I know what you're talking about. Um, and it just depends on how quick my internet is tonight. But if you want to keep talking, did you have something else to add to that? I was I was just saying that I think I think if they maybe changed it to more of that kind of a concept, you know, kind of. I mean, it's. I think it would be a very tough decision for the Disney parks, the people that are in charge of making those decisions for the Disney parks, right? Um. Because, I mean, especially in Disneyland, because it is Walt's original park. Um, and Tomorrowland is one of Walt's original ideas, one of his original lands. And I think people in the Disney company and then also locals, pass holders that go to Disneyland, I think are very, some of them are very, you, you can't touch whatever was Walt's. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and, and some of that I get. Yeah, the area in Disneyland Paris is called Discoveryland. Okay, I think if they had if they changed Tomorrowland into Discovery Land, I think 
that would be a better route going forward because then they're not constantly battling with the idea of futuristic and tomorrow. They could do some sci-fi stuff and, you know, some, some discovery esque stuff like Tomorrowland is anyway, but it doesn't necessarily have to be futuristic. Right. Yeah. Some of the rides in Paris, they got, they got a Buzz Lightyear ride. They've got Orbitron, Atopia. Uh, They've got a, Obviously, um, there's what's it lay. I'm not even gonna try to speak French, but it's their version of uh, Space Mountain. <laughs> uh, okay, so they got a Star Tours ride, and then the Disney Railroad has a station there. So, yeah, and they they, they have a little walkthrough attraction for like twenty thousand leagues under the sea, don't they? Uh, they, yeah, they might. Yeah, don't they have Captain Nemo's ship in the water somewhere well, over there? I know the ship is near the near where the the Space Mountain version is. Um, Okay. Uh, totally different space mountain ride. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, but yeah, the know, Nautilus, I just looked it up. It's in, it's in the lagoon next to, they call it star Wars hyperspace mountain. So, okay. So, I mean, they could just, I think calling it discovery land would allow them to do more things. Labeling it Tomorrowland creates an issue for them, giving it the attention that it needs and creating you know, new ideas and attractions in that land. All right. So that, that is my long, that's your number five. five. All right. Well, <laughs> let's see how, how long your four through one are. <laughs> All right. For my, for my number four, I'm going to stay in the Tomorrowland area and I'm going to talk about the Astro Orbiter uh, currently sits at the entrance to Tomorrowland. I would like to see that actually returned back to its original location, which was on the, it was on the top of the, uh, what was that place called? Um, it was near the, the top of the people mover platform, I think. Out, yeah. Like where you boarded the people. Yeah. Mover. Yeah. It was up high and I never got to ride it when, I, when it was up there because, um, uh, I was always scared of it being so high, but, uh, my, my, and that maybe that's why they they brought it down. Maybe maybe my main reason for moving it back, well, uh, besides the nostalgia part, but just that that entrance to Tomorrowland is so crowded. Uh, you've got those rocks, you've got the ride, uh, you've got hundreds of people with strollers trying to get through there. Uh, and if they yeah. if they opened, you know, if they took that ride and returned it back to its original location, uh, it would it would open it up. Uh, now I did read one of the reasons. Um, that they couldn't put it back up there was because it weighed too much. So they would have to do some retrofitting of that building um, to make it where, you know, obviously it's not going to get hurt, you know, any, anybody get hurt compliant to all the OSHA standards, et cetera, et cetera. So, right. Um, but I think it'd be, it'd be cool to have it back on there and then painted back the way they were, you know, the white, the white rocket ship. And uh, I know when they redid the whole Tomorrowland thing and they moved it up there, you know, they had that, that strange, that strange color, that gold color. I mean, even space mountain was colored that that was horrible. Yeah. They, it's kind of like a steampunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Theme. Yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm glad space mountain, you mentioned that earlier. I'm glad that's back in it's white and, you know, it'd be cool to have that Astro, which they, they didn't call it the Astro orbiter back then. It was the, uh, was it the rocket jets? I think so. Um, or actually opened as the star jets. Um, 
And then they actually started calling it the, well, when they moved it over to the beginning of Tomorrowland or the entrance of Tomorrowland, they called it the Astro Orbiter. So that's my number four. Move those, move those rocket jets back, maybe even rename it and uh, let people get up there and ride around in the rocket jets up in the sky again. I think I think that would add, you know, even though it's a, a simple attraction, I think putting it up there higher, you know, two, three stories, you know, just for the base of it to sit would add a unique element to the ride and it would really make you feel like you're right, flying. Right. You know, because you'd, you'd be above everything. You'd be above all the buildings and, and, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. And it would clear up the the entrance of Tomorrowland. Now, now you have seen that they've completely dismantled. Yeah, for refurbishment and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I, I've I've seen rumors going around that people are think they are going to put it nah, back it's, up there. It's going it's going back. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just it's that time of year. So, all right. Okay. So so my number four. Um, mine doesn't. My number four doesn't pertain to. Disneyland specifically, but it does retain pertain to Disney parks. Um, my number four is I'd like to see that they build a third resort in the United States. Okay. Um, I think because I mean, they've got a lot of room still to do all kinds of different stuff in, in Florida. Um, because they just, they purchase so much land and they, they've got the room to do what they want to do for years. Right, They learned their lesson from Disneyland. They yeah. did. And I think now more than ever that, that hard lesson that they learned with Disneyland is really coming back to bite them because especially locals, I think at Disneyland or people that visit Disneyland often want to see more, you know, they, they get jealous or upset when they see all this new innovative and creative ideas and rides and stuff going over into Walt Disney world. And it's just a matter of fact that they have the space and Disneyland doesn't. Um, I think creating, building a third resort in the United States would a help alleviate um, capacity in both East and West coast parks and create a more enjoyable experience all year round for everybody kind of, giving people another destination to go to and they could, you know, they could do what they want with it because, you know, what, what kind of brought me to, to kind of phrase my number four as building a new resort is because I wanted to see all these different changes at Disneyland. And I'm just like, there's just, they don't have this space to do any of this. And so my idea was, if they built built a third resort, then they could do everything that I wanted. Okay, so where would you where would you uh, if you were in charge, where would you put this resort? Um, I think the most sense, and granted, this is just me and my opinion. I think the most sense would be um, the middle of the okay. country because we have one on the east coast. We've got one on the west coast. I think now we need one on the south coast. I think Texas. Maybe not necessarily the coast, but I think Texas would be a good location because I think the weather is similar to Florida, um, temperature-wise and humidity-wise. So if you go to Florida, you can deal with the humidity. You can deal with it in Texas too. 
Um, I think more specifically in Texas, I think San Antonio, the outskirts of San Antonio would be ideal um, to build a third. Yeah. I just saw something about this on uh, one of the Facebook pages that I follow. It was just a quick poll. If, if Disney was to build a, a third resort in the States, where would you want it? I think some of the choices were Texas. Uh, somebody said Colorado. I don't think Colorado would work. I, I live close to there. And just this weekend I was down at the Denver zoo and it snowed. So, uh, which snow, I guess, isn't a bad thing. If you looked at pictures from Disneyland Paris from over the winter, they had parts of the time when it snowed and actually looked really, really cool. But yeah, I think it'd have to be in some place that had weather that, uh, was I mean not sunny all year round, but like like a California, which if you're from there, you know it's been raining a lot lately. But uh, or a Florida, someplace that you can have a decent travel weather throughout the year. So yeah, decent yeah. temperatures. And just, and I don't know yeah. of any. I don't think there's any plans for another Disney resort anywhere. Is there currently? I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard yeah. anything. Um, and I almost feel like if, if we do get an announcement, just say within the next five years about another resort, I, I doubt it would be right. The United right. States Disneyland, vacation. Australia, maybe. Yeah. I, I think they'd branch out to a country yeah. that they're, or a region that they're not in um, because they've got three in the Asian continent, at least on the East side of the Asian continent. They got two in China and one in one in, in right. Japan. Um, they've got one in France. They've got um, two in the United States. So I think they would branch out somewhere new. Australia. Um, yeah. Who knows? Somewhere in Africa, like South Africa, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's too yeah, th- down there. A third, a third, a third resort would be cool. I'd go. I'd go visit. Maybe probably probably before I made it out to Florida and go to Walt Disney World. But yeah, uh, interesting. Okay. All right, move on to number three. And my number three actually uh, will uh, move across the Esplanade over to uh, Disney California Adventure. And my number three would be to go back to Soren over California. Uh, okay, I like that one. So a little, a little uh, theme there, nostalgia going back to the past. Soren over the world is okay. Uh it's just something about the soaring over California with the, you know, traveling, uh, you know, you got the Golden Gate Bridge, you got Redwood Creek, Napa Valley, you know, Lake Tahoe, all those cool, you know, you got the USS John C. Stennis, you fly over, uh, you know, you fly over those golf courses over the beach. Uh, to me, that that's just more interesting than, than over the world or around the world or whatever it's called now. Uh, so uh, that, that would be my number three, just change it back. I, I wish they would do maybe, maybe, uh, and I don't know how, how, how hard it would be to do. I don't know if it's just flipping a switch or putting it in a different CD, but, uh, maybe bring it back, uh, for limited times, you know, kind of, um, maybe having a soaring over California after dark event or something, you know, where you get to ride it again, but I don't know. <laughs> pay, uh, pay $125 to go in at night and yeah, over California. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That would be my, that would be my number, number three. Let's, let's see Soren over California again. I, I like that. I, I also really miss Soren over California. I, I like it more than Soren over the world. 
I think Soren over the world works really, really well over in Florida because they have it in, in their Epcot park. Right. And you know, it pairs really well with the world showcase. Right. I think that was a great idea for them to change it over there in, in Epcot. Now I don't mind that they brought it over here on the West coast. Also when they were doing all kinds of different stuff for the 60th anniversary a few years ago. Um, but I think I would have preferred that when the 60th anniversary celebration ended, which was, I think, a year and a half, um, that they brought back Soren over California. Yep. Yep. I miss it. So, yeah, uh, I miss that classic Orange Grove smell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Golf ball almost hitting you. Yeah. So. With a little hidden Mickey on yep, there. Yeah. Yep. All right. You're number three. Okay. My number three also. I am traveling across the Esplanade. I'm following. Okay. All right. Um, But instead of going in and heading right, I'm going in and heading left over to Hollywood land. I, I want to say goodbye to Hollywood land. Okay. I, I want to say goodbye to Hollywood. Goodbye. Hollywood land. Goodbye. Hollywood. Um, There's it's, I I mean, it was an, a, a nice idea in the beginning when the park was California themed, when the entire park was pretty much dedicated to showcasing California and all that California has to offer. Okay. Um, and I feel like that park has kind of moved away from that, that persona. Um, and there's just, there's not really much in Hollywood land anymore. You don't have the Hollywood tower of terror anymore. They've changed it over into, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is now kind of going to be incorporated into the new Marvel Land that they've demoed Bugs Land okay. for. Yeah. Um, you've got the Hyperion Theater down there at the end, which um, is nice, I guess, but that has a large footprint as well. You know, if you include that with the land and over there where they've got Mike and Sully, where superstar limo used to be i really like monsters inc the movie i don't really care for the ride there's something about that ride it is just really really loud i don't know if anyone else has noticed it or if it's just me i'm not sure but whenever i ride it i'm like man just compared to everything else this is just uncomfortably maybe loud. maybe you're getting old <laughs> maybe i am <laughs> but i think if they just they that's a lot of area that they could really do something with. I don't have an idea of what they could do with it. Um, you know, that's above my pay grade, but I'd like to see them do something with that other than just kind of a facade of right. So either, either make, either get rid of Hollywood land and create something or, or would you want them to kind of introduce more stuff that actually deals with Hollywood? Um, I think, I mean, who knows? They There may be a really good idea for that. I can't think of one, but that doesn't mean there isn't one right. out there. But I, I'd like to see them do something completely different with that okay. area. Because the lands that they're coming up with nowadays appear to have really good concepts. You know, we haven't seen one of them right. um, unveil yet. Um, and we'll see what comes of Marvel Land. But Star Wars Galaxy's Edge looks looks incredible. Yeah. Um, and so and obviously that area is not as large of a footprint, but I think they could still do something worthwhile with that real estate. Okay. Well, maybe possibly 
in the past had maybe not get rid of Bugs Land, leave Bugs Land and have a Marvel themed area over there. I don't know. Yeah, because and then well and see and then they could have used the same facades because Marvel the, at least the cinematic universe is very heavily based uh, around New York yeah, City. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't do much over in Hollywood. I mean we we hit Mike and Sully sometimes. Uh I can probably I don't know if uh I'll be admonished for this, but I've never set foot in the Hyperion Theater to either see any of the shows that have been there in the past. Uh we were gonna go last time, but we just didn't make it to see Frozen. So uh it it could go away as far as I'm concerned. So Yeah. And I think, you know, when when they had originally announced um the Eastern Gateway project with the the pedestrian bridge going over Harbor Boulevard and then putting another parking garage behind some of the hotels on Harbor and then totally re-transforming the, the bus and shuttle area. You know, they were going to push the, like the Hollywood land area into the bus and shuttle area and Hollywood land along with kind of like where Mike and Sully and stuff is. And then into the bus area, they were going to make that area Marvel land, or at least those were the first ideas when, the Eastern gateway project. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember much about that. So yeah. And so, cause they could keep the facades of like the, the buildings and stuff, because I mean, they could say it's New York city right, buildings, right. you know, they're just downtown buildings. And so, um, and it would fit with the, the Marvel theme, you know, they were going to create, I think they were going to demo Mike and Sully and they were going to put a roller coaster over there in that area. And, you know, I just, I think I really liked that idea because it was going to do something purposeful with Hollywood land. And so that Eastern Gateway project has been scrapped. And so all of that, that went along with it has also been scrapped, which is why they've now demoed a Bugs Land to build Marvel Land. Um, But I would still like to see them do something with Hollywood Land. I kind of feel like it's DCA's Tomorrowland. It's just kind of sitting there. No one really knows what okay. to do with it. All right. So let's get rid of Hollywood land. Do something else. All right. Yes. So that's your number three. So we're on to number two. We're on to number and two. my number two is going to go back in time again. Let's, uh, let's bring back a ride that I miss from, and actually it would be Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. And I know they had to, for the building of the galaxy's edge, they had to, rip out an old remnant of this, but the, uh, the skyway, I would bring back a type of skyway and I know they're doing it in Disney world. They're adding their, their, nice. what are they calling it? Disney skyliner. I think, I think, I think it's yeah, a skyliner. So that was one of, uh, as a kid, I can remember riding the skyway going through the Matterhorn and it doesn't necessarily have to be in that same, uh, you know, going through the Matterhorn. I know the reasons why they had to, they had to do it. They had some, I want to say there was some structural fatigue inside there. So I think that was one of the main or one of the uh, reasons that it closed, not the main reason, but um, I know people would throw things off there at the people down below, but I, I, mean, I always thought it was a, it was a good ride, you know, hop on in fantasy land, make your way over to Tomorrowland. Now granted you can probably walk there faster, but uh yeah, it was it was cool to see again, kind of like the 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 rocket rods are, uh, you know, you're kind of above Disneyland. You got to see 
you know, the tops of buildings and, you know, over, you see people walking around. And uh, so I was kind of sad with that close and that closed what 1994. So it's been, it's been quite a while since it's been closed, but that's one of the rides that I miss. And that's one of the, that's my number two on things I would change. I would bring back the Skyway. So the Skyway to Fantasyland and then the Skyway to Tomorrowland. And depending on which way you were going. So you obviously never got to ride that. So. No, no. They got rid of that before I was brought. Yeah. Into this yeah. One. So it would be a first for you. You'll, I guess you have to go to Walt Disney world and ride theirs. So, uh, yeah. So, yep. Yep, I will so my number two, that. bring back the skyway. I, I think it's interesting that you, you were a fan of the skyway being all the way, up there in the sky like that, but you didn't want to ride the rockets because it was on uh, top yeah, of the Yeah, well, they moved, they moved a little faster than the Skyway. So <laughs> Skyway was nice and relaxing. And, uh, you know, it was to me, it was a nice, just a nice ride. You know, maybe t- take a ride with your family or, you know, if you had your boyfriend or girlfriend there, you know, maybe a nice romantic ride across, across Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. So. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Bring back... There the you skyway. go. So where, where would you like to I mean, put it? I, I think it'd be cool to go back in the original location, something similar to that. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't really have any ideas where it could go. Uh, okay. You know, obviously with uh, Galaxy's Edge coming in, you can't, you can't put it over there anymore because that's, they, they tore down the old one. And that was something I would always go see that when I was there. Uh, walk over there and check out the abandoned, uh, you know, the abandoned building. And you know, over time, the shrubbery grew up and it got harder and harder to see up there. But I would always snap a picture of it. But I mean, ideally, if it could go back in the same location. And then going through going through the Matterhorn was always cool. Going through the big, big holes, you kind of got to see the in, inner workings of it. And, but yeah. yeah. Oh, well, things changed and it, it went away. But so maybe, Indeed. maybe I just don't need to make changes to Disneyland. Maybe I just need to go back in time and visit <laughs> Disneyland in the past. So <laughs> you just need, you need a, you need a DeLorean. There you go. I need a time need. machine to get back there. But luckily I was able to, <laughs> to, uh, ride it when it was there. And I guess I got memories. So, all right. What about your number two? Okay. My number two is, is an interesting one. My number two is is a safety concern, at least my safety. I don't know if anyone else cares about this, okay. but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like Splash Mountain. I think I know where you're going with needs, this. <laughs> I think Splash Mountain needs a lap bar. <laughs> I think I think we need to kind of think about these things a little bit more about people's safety and let, let's bring in the side by side logs like they've got over in okay. Walt Disney World, and let's put on let's let's put a lap. So, how bar many in. people have fallen out of Splash Mountain? I don't oh, think anyone okay. has, but you, <laughs> but that's not necessarily the point. So you would you would feel more comfortable it, with the lap bar? Yeah, I would. I absolutely would. I, I'll ride California Screaming, which has a much bigger drop is a larger ride goes upside down does all kinds of crazy stuff and other roller coasters that do more crazy stuff than California screaming. Oh, I mean the Incredicoaster. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Incredicoaster. Um, Shame on you. Incredicoaster. 
Um, <laughs> shame. Um, that doesn't mind me because most of the time I feel like I'm properly restrained. I'm properly held into the spot that I need to be in. I've got a shoulder restraint if that's what that particular ride calls for, or I've got a lap bar if that's what that ride calls for. And I typically feel pretty comfortable with the restraint that I'm given. However, Splash Mountain gives me no restraint. You could stand up while you're going down the lazy river part of it. If if you wanted to, they'd yell at you, but you could do it. There's right. nothing stopping you. Um, and one of the reasons why to this day, as an adult in my early 20s, I hesitate going on Splash Mountain because I don't feel comfortable when I get down to the, to down to the wire, down to the end of that attraction, going up that, that big lift hill up at the end there. I, I don't feel comfortable. I'm, I'm trying to like get my footing, you know, to make sure my feet aren't going to move. And I'm, I'm holding on to those little wimpy bars inside of the log, um, on the side, like little handrails, like for dear life, like my knuckles are white and, you know, plus they're wet and everything and you can't get a grip on them. And it's just, and then you, they, they fling you over the edge of the mountain. Well, you kind of gently like, fall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they fling you over the edge of the mountain and you've got no restraint. And granted, nobody's fallen out, but I mean, things don't happen right. until they do. No, I, I I can I I can understand. No 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 one no one's gotten off a of space mountain either until that's just true. recently. That's true. So you know, and that has right. A that that mistake. has a lap bar and it didn't help. So so right. Well, you know, there's some other right. special circumstances right. with that case, but I just I would feel more comfortable on that ride if yeah. it had I can a lap I bar. can understand that your your coaster analogy with being you know secured in there because. One of my, I, I don't like, I, I hate Ferris wheels. I, I don't like Ferris wheels. And they're the probably one of the tamest things out there. Uh, and every once in a while, I'll go on the one at Disney, what they call it now, Pixar, Pixar Pal Around. Uh, terrible yeah, name. Terrible but, uh, name, but yes. Even I, I have never set foot in the, in the, in the moving ones, but I'll go on the stationary ones, but they still move to me. I can, it still feels like we're going to fall off, but well, it does have to go that's, in a circle. That is how, that's how true, it but, works. You know, and I, yeah, I get made fun of by my family because they're like, well, you can ride roller coasters, but you can't ride a simple Ferris wheel. It's because on the roller coaster, like, like you said, you're, you're restrained in, you feel, you feel secure. You know, you can, you know, drop me, you know, a hundred feet in a roller coaster and I'm fine because I've got that security. Yeah. So, uh, I can, I can understand, but I don't think they're going to change it until somebody falls out. <laughs> I think that's, I think I the side know. by side would I, be cool though. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it would be nice. Um I think though if they made that change to the side by side, I think the the lap bar would be would come with that. I think it would Do I they do they have a lap bar in more. Walt Disney World? Now, when I went to Walt Disney World, it was in January and the ride was currently down okay. for okay. refurbishment. Um, cause it was like the winter month, but I did look images up on, on Google. And from what I can tell, it looks like, at least from the pictures I saw, I can't testify to if it currently does, but from the pictures I saw on Google, or is there, there just a bar a in front of you to hold on to? 
it looked like a lap bar. I mean, it looked like it was going all the way up into like the purse, like the top okay. of the person's okay. legs, you know, kind of, kind of like how on right. big thunder mountain, you know, where, where that bar okay. would sit. I, okay. Well, that's I'll have what to it looked like. maybe do some research and see, ask somebody who's been there. Maybe. Um, but I, the same thing, and this is kind of an add on to my, um, what is it? Number two. Um, the same thing would go for, um, what is now guardians of the galaxy mission breakout. They just gave you a, a dang <laughs> seat belt and they're, you're in an elevator shaft dropping who knows how many feet in the dark and they're acting like everything's <laughs> breaking on you. And it's like, really, you're going to give me a nylon seatbelt. Come on. Like, like if I had a shoulder restraint, right. like on a roller coaster on, on, on mission breakout, I'd be fine with that ride. But the reason I don't like that ride is because I'm plummeting down an elevator shaft. In the I dark think you'd be fine without the seatbelt. Just hold on. But that's just me. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to see me anywhere near that. All right. Yeah. I, I definitely understand though. I understand. All right. So, so, so that is my, so number that two, is we need two. to add or add some type of lap bar restraint to splash mountain. Yes, and you can tell it's a big deal. Right, right. It is not. All right. Two. Well, my number one, number one, and if you hadn't noticed, because I told you at the beginning, also uh, nostalgia is a big theme here. Uh, my number one would be to return, and I'm back in Tomorrowland again. Uh, you think you can guess what I'm going to say? If I had to guess, it's going to be. The yes, bring mover. back the people mover. I and like like rides like the, maybe the country bear jamboree that I didn't quite appreciate when I was a kid. People mover was one of those. Uh, as I got a little older, like in the teens, and I would go. I, it was it was a relaxing ride, but not a, not a ride that I had to go on. But looking back now, I would love it if they had the people mover back. And I know they can't bring it back. You know the rocket rods kind of or not the were they called the rocket rods. Or I think they were what I th- I think I said rocket rides earlier for something else, but uh, what was that ride called that they put up there? It was horrible. I think I okay. think it was rocket. We'll rides. go with rocket rods until and, until I find out differently. But I know that kind of yeah, it was rocket rods. Um, that ride kind of destroyed the uh, I know this the structure and you know put a lot of stress on it. So. I, yeah, I've heard all the stories. They can't bring it back. It would cost a lot of money to refurbish it. But I say spend the money. Let's bring back. They, yeah, they, the they got a lot of money. You know, look at all this money they're making. So bring back the people mover. And it maybe even don't necessarily restrain it to Tomorrowland. You know, maybe maybe have a – because you've got the train on the outside. You can go around. Maybe have some type of what Walt envisioned as a transportation system that can take you to, you know, other parts of the park. Now, obviously – you can probably walk quicker than you could using that, but you know, you're, you've been walking around all day. You're tired and you're in Tomorrowland. jump on the people mover and head over to Adventureland or Fantasyland or, you know, something where you can move around the park, but just some type of people mover. I thought it was interesting that, you know, it went inside the buildings. You got to see the, the inner workings kind of of Tomorrowland. They had that Tron portion that you went through. Um, so, uh, I think uh, my number one would be I would find I would find a way to somehow bring back the people mover, no matter how many how much money I had to spend. Uh, so that would be my number one, and uh, obviously a nostalgia list. Uh, I didn't have a lot of uh, 
a lot of changes that we haven't seen before. So, uh, like your lap bar or anything like that. But, uh, uh, so what about your number one? What would you, what would be the number one thing you would change or bring back or do differently or add or subtract? Okay. My, my number one would be, would be a change. Okay. I want to see an official name change for Disney California Adventure Park. Okay. I so, I so you want to get rid of Hollywoodland and let's change the name. <laughs> yes, I, and, and I kind of touched on it briefly when I was talking about getting rid of Hollywoodland, but Disney California Adventure Park is no longer about giving people a California experience, which is what it was originally intended to do. And granted, maybe it wasn't the best idea, so they've had to change some things. And so, you know, things can be improved on and, and changed upon. And, and I get that not every idea is a, you know, is a blockbuster, but with the changes that they've made, um, I don't feel it's appropriate anymore to call it Disney California adventure. Okay. Um, it's no longer a California adventure other than the fact that it's an adventure within the state of California. Right. If okay. That's case, you might as well call it the California adventure resort instead of Disneyland resort. You know, which I'm not saying I want that, but <laughs> it's the premise. Um, Disney California Adventure is no longer a California adventure. Um, they've changed everything. It's it. You know, the the only like really the last remaining things that are s- still California ish are Hollywood Land, um, the Pacific Wharf, which is you know themed off of Fisherman's Wharf and. Um, San Francisco, and I mean, you've got the the aerial aerial ride building, um, the entrance there that it's the architecture is d- designed after that particular building in San Francisco that I can't remember the name of, but you know they. I mean, you got Grizzly Peak. That's still it's that's a California type thing. Yeah, um, so. but you know they got rid of soaring over california um they no longer have california screaming um they got rid of the golden gate bridge they got rid of the big california letters in the esplanade outside of the entrance of the park and it's just they're bringing all these ips into the into the park it's becoming their studios park in my opinion okay um like in paris you have walt disney studios in walt disney world you have Hollywood studios, it's becoming their studios park. And in the studios park, it makes sense to have Marvel and Pixar because those are other studios um, that Disney owns. And, and they're, they're really heavily incorporating Pixar and Marvel into that park. And I just, I think it makes more sense to, to, to just go ahead and pull the trigger and call it the, the Disneyland resorts studio park, you know, call it Hollywood studios, call it Walt Disney studios, you know, whatever. Um, but I think we just need to get rid of Disney California adventure because it's not anymore. Disney studios, California. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I, I can understand. I can understand. That's been, that's been, heavy on my list for a really long time but they love you yeah yeah it is what it is so but i still love the parks so 
I do too. And yeah, I'm not like, I'm not definitely not boycotting. Right. Right. Um, I'd like that part very much, but I just think, I mean, it's easy to reprint maps with a different name on it. It's easy to put a new sign up there on top of the, the, the gate of the entrance. Um, and it's easy to make that change in an app for the people that do those right. sorts of things. Right. So the, the, it's just getting past the public and, and, but that's with everything that they do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's time. All right. Well, great list. I, that was, it was, it was fun. I, I had to go through and like I said earlier, and if you didn't notice, uh, mine is pretty much all nostalgia. Uh, I think yours is more looking toward the future. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, at the, the old and the young here. Yeah, so. there you go. We won't <laughs> say which one is which. <laughs> leave you to that. All right. So if you, uh, anybody listen, if you have any that you want to contribute, you can uh, shoot us an email at talkingdisneypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear some things you would want to change, bring back, um, do differently, add, subtract. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to pertain to, to Disneyland Resort. No. If Disneyland isn't your home park if you're closer to florida or you've only been to walt disney world or you know any i would say if if you have any recommendations or changes or things you'd like to see just under the disney company umbrella we'd we'd like to hear them and if we get an email in we'd we'd like to read it on our next show yeah definitely definitely and if you want to follow us on any of the social media out there we have a facebook page Uh, you can find us by searching talking disney podcasts if you're on Twitter, we're at Talking Disney. Uh, you can get a hold of us, ask us questions, follow what we're doing, uh, whatever you want to do. And Cody, do you have any social media that you would want to share? Um, I have a personal Twitter account, and that would be Coyote Jackson ninety seven. All right, sounds great. So uh, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a shoot us a tweet, whatever you want to do. Um, And I had fun with episode two, finally able to get it done. And uh, we'll be on to episode three next time. So thanks thanks for checking us out and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh Uh-huh. It's that time. Uh, What time is that, Minnie? Oh, (laughs) Goofy? Oh, oh. Now it's time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C-E. See you real soon. It's Mouse. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. Be careful getting home. Bye-bye.